You're listening to the 12-2 Leadership Podcast. 12 minutes, two takeaways, empowering you to pursue excellence in all you do. Hey, everybody, and thanks for joining me on 12-2 today. My name is Kate Latham, and I'm going to be your speaker for the day. Um, We're going to talk this week about obligation. Now, if you Google obligation and you look up the Webster Dictionary or the Merriam Dictionary definition of obligation, it reads, an act or course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound, a duty or commitment. There's a secondary definition that says, a debt of gratitude for a service or favor. Some of the other dictionary definitions include words like formal promise or sense of duty or the social force that binds, right? So an obligation is when you feel like you have to do something, whether or not you want to do it. I think we can all agree on that. It's a pretty common word, especially in our society today. We all have a lot of obligations. But here's the thing. We're talking about obligation today in the first sense, the act or course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound, a duty or commitment. And uh, if you look at your your list of obligations, your, your life as you've built it and all of the things that you prioritize and spend time on and feel you have to do, you can probably summarize or boil down all of your important obligations into a few categories. Maybe it's like your job, your family, and your home. Or maybe it's your important relationships, your livelihood, your health, quality of life, and purpose. You know, there's just a few categories for the priority ones, the most important things, the essential items. And beyond those essential items, The only obligations left are things we have morally or legally pledged our commitment to. So whether this is implicit or explicit, we have another list of not priority one obligations, things that we feel like we have to do, like we feel obligated. That's the the phrase. We feel duty bound or we feel like we've committed or we feel like they depend on us. And so we, uh, we lean into that number two definition a little bit, the debt of gratitude for a service of faith or favor, or the, the obligation, the feeling that you have to do something for someone because of what they've done for you or because of what they need from you. So if you were going to make a list of your felt obligations, the things that you have committed to or feel like you have committed to, whether or not they're actually priority one items, how many more items would make the list? Like how many categories would you be adding beyond job, family, home, relationships, livelihood, health, quality of life, purpose? You know, whatever your core grouping looks like, how many more groupings are you adding? So It's important to assess these things, right? It's important to make lists and to uh, take a look at your life on a regular basis. My husband and I tend to do it quarterly. You know, we're setting our new goals for the quarter. We're looking at our intention for the rest of the year or for the next five years. And we're saying, okay, 
what are some things that are important to us right now? What are some things that are not important, but we feel like we have to do? What are some things that we hate? What are some things that we love? What are some things that bring us joy? And so we do these assessments. But the thing with these assessments is they only serve a purpose when we act on the information that we uncover. In preparation for this talk, I read back through all of the goals that we have set and all of the assessing that we've done every quarter from now clear to the beginning of 2022. So at this time, that's about six quarters. And in those lists, there were lots of things that we said we wanted to stop doing, that we've stopped doing, and things that we wanted to start doing, that we've started doing, and and taking a look at all of those assessments and seeing the things that we acted on and seeing the information that we uncovered about ourselves. Sometimes it just, you know, programs into your life and becomes part of your consciousness in that way. But it doesn't serve a purpose unless you say, wow, I really don't want to do this thing anymore. I'm going to stop. So psychology today describes overcommitters. Because once I started looking at obligation, it led into commitment and that leads into overcommitment. And, and psychology today says overcommitters tend to look around and think we aren't actually doing enough. So you've made this list, this assessment of all of the priorities and all of the obligations and all of the commitments in your life. But be honest with yourself. When you look at that list, do you fall into that category of overcommitter? Do you feel like, I just need to add, like, I know I'm super busy, but I just feel like I'm not measuring up or I'm not doing enough with all of this. Or I'm falling behind on my commitments. I'm under the gun, or I am like clinging on to the wagon, you know, everything is frantic and crazy all of the time. And I feel like I'm underachieving and underperforming. If that is the case, there's a possibility that you are, according to psychology today, an overcommitter. And the next thing that they say about people who have all of these commitments that are beyond what need to be, beyond what is healthy and good, is that living life that way uses up energy to the point of exhaustion and poor health. It can lead to adrenal fatigue. It can lead to complete burnout. It can lead to loss of sleep or failure of all of your commitments and obligations because you have a mental breakdown. That's an extreme version, but we've all had those days where we just want to sit and stare into space. Because we've overcommitted, we know we've overcommitted, and we feel obligated to do all of these things. Have you ever heard the phrase, God wanted you to slow down, that, or God wanted me to slow down, that somebody says when they have had the flu or a, a cold or something that laid them up for a few days? That's another common like perspective in our society. I heard it this, I heard it yesterday. You know, and it's an attitude a lot of us have that, you know, if, if, if God wanted us to slow down, he'll make it happen. You know, we, we, we can just keep going until we have to take a break, but why, why do we feel like we need to live life that way? Why have we collected this list of obligations and commitments? So you've got your list, hopefully. If not, go make a list. It'll do you good even if you don't act on it. But I want you to look at each item on your list. 
and ask yourself why. Why am I committed to this thing? Why do I feel obligated to this? Why did I agree to this in the first place? And ask yourself, does this thing support my priority one list? Does it support important relationships in my life? Does it support my livelihood? Does it support my health? Does it support my quality of life? Does it support my vision for the future? Because if you're obligated to things that don't support those core priorities, you're spending your energy and you're risking burnout for things that in the long run don't benefit you, you know? And we can live life for the benefit of other people to a certain point, but we will reach a point where we're burning out because we're not prioritizing our actual obligations. We're not supporting the things that we're morally or legally bound to because we're so busy paying our debts of gratitude. So if it doesn't support your priority ones, ask yourself, why is it on this list? Is there a priority I'm missing? Is there a way that it is supporting my priorities that I just haven't figured out or acknowledged? Or is this something I just feel obligated to do? Because we've shifted how we as a society define obligation from a positive thing. I think we've given our word, our promise to do into a negative thing. And when we hear the word obligation, commonly we're feeling icky. We're feeling frustrated. We're feeling exhausted or burnt out because we don't want obligations. Our list of obligations may even include things that we never even explicitly committed to. We're paying debts of gratitude. We are living in a cycle of dependence and obligation. They need me, so I have to help them. I'm frustrated, but I can't let them down. And we don't have to. So 12-2 is built on 12 minutes, two takeaways. I'm at the end of my time here, and I have two takeaways for you. The first one is to identify your priority one obligations. Identify the things that support your important relationships, your livelihood, your health, your quality of life, your vision for the future and purpose. And then number two is choose one of your unhealthy obligations to quit. You don't have to dump the whole list. You don't have to tell your mom, hey, I can't come to book club with you anymore because I would much rather have coffee with you than sit and listen to Mrs. Jenkins talk about the bodice ripper she read last week. You know, you, you just pick one. It doesn't have to be every unhealthy obligation or overcommitment on your list. But quit one thing this week. You will make your life better. You'll give yourself more energy for the future and more energy to spend on your priority one obligations and not your overcommitments. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you have a great week. Join us every week on 12.2 at 12 p.m. on Wednesdays on Facebook Live and on our podcast. We'll hope to see you soon.